0: We are back, all three of us together in one place, for episode 167 of this fantasy timeline show that we do. I'm Josh at Real Fantasy TL. The man below me is my main man, Bill at Super Duper Flex. The guy to my that's oh I did it right with the mirroring. I love it. Um, that guy. Is the co host with the most Drew at doctor underscore PRA? Fellas, how are you doing?
1: Doing good. Uh, man, it's like halfway through the uh regular season almost now. It's just crazy. I mean, not quite, but you know, it's uh, we're getting into the bye weeks, things are getting a little more uh, challenging for those teams that you uh. Uh, maybe built with less depth, Um, so it's it's a fun time. You see a lot more wheeling and dealing in the leagues, it feels like right now. Um, I've seen more trades and offers in the last, like, five days, I think, than I have probably the last three weeks.
0: Craziest part about that is you are not the first person that I heard say that today, so, um, yeah, man, we're getting to that point. I think most teams know if they're, you know, shooting for 2024 or if this is their year to uh, to try and win a championship. And we're, we're going to talk about a lot of those things. But before we get there, we're going to do what we do every week to start the show. It's going to be the good, the bad, and the ugly from week six. Drew, start us off with some good news. What was, what was the goodness from week six?
2: Are we are we on this week or next week already? Yeah, week five, week six. I don't care. I'm ready for week six. I'm excited. Leave I'll, me alone. I'll make some predictions. Uh, for week five, um, uh, Jamar Chase made good on his uh his presser after last week's game. Right after week four, he in fact did look like 7-Eleven, always open. Almost getting 20 targets was ridiculous. With you know no T Higgins, but uh, that was wild. And hopefully. Not everybody had to to face him in as many leagues as I did. So, um, yeah, got a lot of my first L's this week, thanks to Jamar Chase and B.J. Moore. Yeah, I mean, as as my
0: my good close personal friend, Deion Sanders says, he is him. And he proved it. uh, The Bengals for at least one week look like the Bengals that, you know, we kind of expected starting the year. We'll see if this was a one-off or if this is the start of something very good. All
1: right, Bill, bring us down with the bad. So the bad is, uh, Mac Jones, um, he has had a pretty rough two days or two weeks in a row. Um, I think he, in timeline OG, he has um, tallied negative point something if you cumulatively for week four and five, Um, and he didn't make it um, through the end of either game. Um, So uh, just a bad situation right now. And, you know, I, I really felt bad for him. Um, last year, you know, where he's kind of reaching out in, with, to try to get help outside of the the Patriots coaching staff and everything. And uh, like, he just wants to win. That was kind of my thought. And now it just almost feels like he's kind of a head case a little bit. You know, there's some things going on with him. Uh, yeah. I blame Matt Patricia being the offensive coordinator last year. Uh, now i'm starting to wonder um you know, how much of it is is him also um i understand he doesn't have the best uh receivers to throw to things like that but at the same time uh it's just uh, it's bad and uh, i wasn't gonna say it's ugly but i can't use ugly because that's what mm-hmm. you're gonna do josh I, and
0: uh as the official holder of the ugly yeah i will allow you to lose it use it excuse me Cause it was ugly. It made me want to lose it watching them play. Yeah, it's, it's to tough. I'm it. just
1: curious what where they go from here because Zappy hasn't looked good either. You know, it's just a situation where um, we might be seeing the crumbling of the castle. You know, and um, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out over the course of the next six months.
0: Yeah, I mean, I had this rant and it was kind of Justin Fields-related. But why on earth are teams taking quarterbacks in the first round, top, what, 15, 16, 17 picks, and then just going, nah, let's not get them receivers. Uh, we'll figure out the offensive line later. Uh, like, it, it makes no sense. If that's the case, draft somebody in the fourth round and then
1: at least give yourself the excuse that,
0: oh, the guy was drafted in the fourth round. He wasn't projected to be good.
1: Yeah. You know, I don't get it. Yeah, it feels like, you know, there's like the haves and half nots in the NFL now. Mm-hmm. Like it's the coaching staff, the front office. It's teams either have it figured out or they don't. And yeah, I feel like the bills were kind of the um blueprint to kind of dig yourself out of um out of a hole a bit, and they just started build, building from the line and yeah. um, just kind of building outward and have a good defense, have a good coach, have – there's a lot of things that you can uh, – and then you add the quarterback, then you add the wide receiver, Yeah, and and then, you know, it just it – just, it seems like they, they built it the right way. And I feel like the Lions are kind of doing the same thing. And, I mean, the, yeah. the Cow – you know, just – including all of our teams. I mean, the Cowboys always have a good offensive line. And so yeah. it, it gives you a good baseline. Like it, at the minimum, you can do this. Right. And, right. and most people can do a little better when they have protection or they have good blocking, yeah. uh, run blocking, you know, so it's just, a um, so much more can get done. Or if you have a defensive line that can get to the quarterback, like yeah. build from the trenches and then figure it out from there.
0: Yeah. So true. I, I mean, you know, we'll go back to the Bills because I, I I think you're right. I think they were kind of the blueprint of like, hey, how do we take a franchise that maybe has been through many tough years and kind of build them into a contender? And they started with the lines, and then they got Josh Allen and year one was not good. I know we all look at Josh Allen now. We're like, you know, he's one of the, you know, top. Three, maybe top five if you you know if you really are a little sour on him after year one they were like listen he's throwing to the three of us like let's get him a guy all right we're trading for stefan Diggs." they didn't wait two seasons they didn't wait three seasons they didn't let josh allen totally get as bill you described it so well just like inside of his head and become a basket case because he's like well I, I can't throw to anyone i can't I, i'm not getting blocking you know and yeah I, I don't get it like i feel like it's not very hard if the plan is to take a first round quarterback it's like okay let's make sure we can surround this guy with as much talent as hu- humanly possible you know do we have receivers to throw to i mean. Jaguars are another example. You know, Trevor Lawrence's first year, he was not throwing to NFL caliber receivers. You know, they pay Christian Kirk. Everybody made fun of him. Oh, you got paid too much money. They bring in Zay Jones. They trade for Calvin Ridley. Now all of a sudden, we're like, hey, Jaguars offense—they look all right. They're not too bad. So, yeah, I think uh, like you said, some teams get it and some teams don't. But um all right, let, let's. Let's get into the ugly here, and the ugly is the blue medical tent. What do I mean by that, right? That blue medical tent ate so many of our favorite players this week. Anthony Richardson, blue medical tent. We have uh, Justin Jefferson, blue medical tent. Travis Kelsey, blue medical tent. I mean, and that's not even on top of guys that were just on by this week. You know, we had Mike Evans on by, you know, we had a lot of guys that, you know, really just kind of changed, you know, changed the landscape of games, changed the landscape of possibly what our seasons may look like with, you know, Justin Jefferson trying to be out multiple weeks. Anthony Richardson being out multiple weeks. um, Wow. um, Devin H.A. multiple weeks. So, yeah. um, Blue Medical Tent probably affected us all in one way or another. We probably lost some guys. We probably got lucky in some matchups and maybe won some uh won some matchups. So that that's that's the ugly the blue medical tent. It ate up our
1: teams. It uh it hurt us.
0: It hurt us a lot.
1: Yeah, it seems like um the that might be another reason we're seeing a lot more movement this week with trades. Uh just a lot of people are kind of like scrambling because they're like, oh shit, I just lost my my number one receiver my number one running back my number one uh rookie quarterback that i was relying on uh yeah, yeah just a lot of big names uh getting dinged up uh connor you know there's it's, there's uh, a lot yeah, of guys that. that are out for um uh for a decent chunk and and the problem is you they say four weeks but you don't know if it's four weeks or it's 10 weeks so it's like right. and this is like a tough time to make that decision because it's like okay well if I sit back and just say, I'm going to wait until uh so player X comes back. Well, player X might not come back until your team's de- decimated and yeah. um, or their team's decimated. So then they go, okay, we'll take two more weeks because we don't need you back because you're one in six or whatever, right. or one in nine. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a tough thing to it's tough on fantasy owners to make a decision. Um, Drew, what do you think uh what's the thought process losing some of these guys?
2: Yeah, I mean if you're if you walked out of this week um you know 4 and 1 5 and 0, oh, I think you have to try to write it out, and make some smaller moves to just try to patch things together. Uh, I forgot who I saw earlier today. Put a tweet out there like, you know, you can go ahead and set your week 6 lineups. But then just for fun, go ahead and try to week, set your week 7 lineup with those buys that are coming and it's like never mind if you've got one of these guys that's out for the next four weeks on ir um so I, you have to take stock of not only where your team is take a look at your league see where scoring is uh try to get a couple weeks ahead maybe try to make some moves and if you subscribe to some sites that give you some tools to look ahead to maybe like leading up to the playoffs or the first couple of weeks of the playoffs and make some moves for them and just hope that you make it there otherwise i think you and i talked last week bill where, you know people you may have missed the window to be the worst team in your league, but with some of these injuries now, especially if you're a potential points league, you may have gotten your second window to try to, you know, throw it in for this season, like Josh said, and really try to make some moves to, you know, make your your points really low while setting yourself up for next year. And Drew, this this
0: is why you're the best in the business because making moves, we're gonna we're gonna slide right right into some trade talks. Uh the great thing about being on the show with you two guys is that we text each other, you know, pretty, pretty frequently. Uh, we talk about everything. And one of the things we talk about a lot is trades. Hey, I got this trade. What's going on. So, um, I don't know if you guys have inbox trades. I have a couple, so I'll start with one. And if you guys have some, we'll kind of rotate around and, uh, and see where we end up. So, the first one that that I'll bring to your attention, Bill, because this is in a league where Drew and I co-own a team. We are one of those teams that is uh, we're in a race to the bottom. We we are currently the third worst team, and I actually don't know how we're doing as well as we are because um, we we have uh, we've done this the right way. So um, the team is not very good. This is a 14-team league, uh, super flex, PPR, uh, tight ends get 2.0, just so you get have some background. We have one Anthony Pollard, Tony to you guys, and sent a, sent a couple offers out. So sent one Pollard for JSN straight up. Sent another one, Pollard, for Metcalf straight up. So the Metcalf owner got back to us and countered with Pollard for Pittman. I'm not a big Pittman guy, but you know, talked it over with with Drew. Drew said, can we counter with like Pittman in a second for Pollard and Robert Woods? said, okay, I'm going to hold on that, though, because the JSN owner had not gotten back to us yet. So he he messages me privately and says, hey, would you rather take my first? I don't want to give up JSN because I feel like my depth is not great, and if I get a couple injuries, JSN might be a dude that I got to start. And my... My response to Drew was, I feel like Pollard is worth a little bit more than a first, especially since this team is currently top three. So in a 14-leaguer, we're looking somewhere between 10 and 14 in that area. So um, would you, Bill, in this situation, make the trade Pollard for first or – are you thinking a little bit more like me, and maybe there's should be a little extra sweetener on top of the first?
2: Talking with the mute on, classic Bill.
1: Yeah, i I think that um, I think I would need more than just the first if it's going to be like ten to fourteen, um, just because like. A, the Cowboys schedule opens up a bit moving forward, so it's going to look a little better. Uh, B, pick, it could end up being pick 14, and that's like 202 for Pollard. Like, that just seems ridiculously uh, light to me. Yeah. Um, I'd almost rather go with the player. Um, I would almost rather go with Pittman um, than that first, personally. I I agree with you. I'm not a huge Pittman guy, but I mean, he's going to have a pretty good, like a gunslinger thrown to him, I guess is the best way to say it. Um, for the next four to eight weeks. Um, so maybe you can flip him moving forward. Um, I don't know. I, I I think the offense is going to open up a bit just because with Jonathan Taylor back and things like that, um, but you're, you're making a trade to make another trade in that regard. So not necessarily the best thing. Uh, I would almost like if the guy with JSN would move JSN to you guys. And even if you have to throw something on top, um, that would be my most ideal situation in all of it, because you're not scoring points. You're getting something with somebody with upside Um, and it might, that upside might not happen until next year. Uh, But I'd much rather have JSN than the first. Right. Like that's that's a sure thing. So. um, But if the option is either to take the first or Pittman or to counter that one with Woods in the second, um, I would I would probably go looking with the Pittman owner.
0: All right. So. I'm I'm a man that likes options, so I don't have an issue kind of rolling with the the counter on Pittman, but do you think Pollard and a second for JSN is sweet enough to maybe grease that wheel? I think it would because your second is early. Well, we have two seconds. I told you, we've done this right. We have... We have some picks we okay. have that we can sprinkle on this thing. I'm actually trying to... All right, so that pick is mid-ish. I mean, the team is sixth right now. So they're right on the cusp of a playoff spot. It could go a couple spots higher. It could go a couple spots lower. So um, I, I was more thinking about that pick uh, that second round and still keeping ours. Um, do you like that? Do you think it's too
1: light, too heavy? No, I mean, that's fine. I, I think that anything, like, probably mid-second, you know, yeah. and back it are things that I use as chips to get something to happen. Um, so, like, I'm totally fine giving up. Um, like, I'm not worried if, like, a calculator tells me that that's more than you know right. than what I'm getting, because it, it, you're getting what you want out of it. You're getting a player that uh, is gonna, you know, probably not pick up until the second half of the season. So you'll be scoring less points. But um, if you get pick from the guy, I mean, you're not getting any points. So I mean, that's the other thing. And and so maybe you get a hit his, his first and second. Um, that's something I would consider asking for mm-hmm. uh, it's still and i'm not even sure i'm really happy with that but uh what about is who he is uh, go ahead Drew.
2: I, I was just looking through the roster here what is the
1: gap between jsn and olave for you i mean it's probably sizable um i mean i think olave is easier to get at the moment than he was mm-hmm. a month and a half ago um but i think jsn's more gettable than he was a month and a half ago as well. So um, I would have to say that it's at least a first difference, right? Like between Olave yeah. and uh, JSN. Uh, I would, I mean, personally, I would love to get Olave.
0: Am I wrong? Or No, I, I, I think you're pretty spot on because I still think that the, I think the name value of Olave still Is high. I I don't think many people will go. I don't know about Chris Olave. I don't think he's going to be very good. I think it's more of a, you know, the "Ah, situation's been
1: tough. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I I think we're. I think we'll hear more of that than. Man, he just had a good rookie year, and this is you know the end of Chris Olave. We're never hearing from the dude again. So, um. So, in. In your wise opinion pollard for the first and the second or pollard and our second or one of our seconds for jsn actually you know what i told you i like options i'm just gonna send
1: them both i mean like i'm just talking this out and let me know drew what you think on this is like Okay, JSN was about 105 when he was drafted. Like, what do you think? Maybe, like, do uh, you think there's some people that might be willing to move him for, like, a mid to late first next year and just do, like, a re-roll? Do you think maybe, like, 108 is kind of his value-ish? Yeah, I
2: think for people that are going to be patient, they could see that.
1: So... Like I if think- you were going to do the, the late first and the late second, that would probably be at least in the ballpark of like the one hundred eight, one hundred nine range. Um, and then your the other one was where, so like, but you're giving up a second on top to get JSN, which, so I feel like if I talking it out now, maybe the, You know, maybe the one o the first and second is ideal to the second and Pollard for the for JSN for the player. Yeah, I mean, there's
2: part of me that wants to find out, like, you know, again, where this person is on on a crystal lobby. If we give up our second, which is going to be early, give Pollard an our early second and see if we can bump up there, and if we start. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't hate that either.
1: I mean, that might be the way to go with the options. Like, do one option with... um, Alave and one with JSN. Or you just go to Alave right now. Don't give them the option because you want to get a feel of where they are with Alave. Because maybe you will be able to work something out if you prefer Alave versus JSN. So, all right.
0: So, I'm, I'm... Hearing this up as we're talking, so before I hit the, uh, ooh, don't want to do that. Before I uh, almost put a first in there, don't want to do that. Um, so right now in the in the trade proposals, I got Chris Alave for Pollard and
1: our second, which is currently two oh three. So pick seventeen, so like the mid second. Yeah, you like that. We send in that. All right. Uh, see, I
2: mean, I'd be cool. very happy if that went through. Yeah, maybe, maybe he comes go. back
1: just asking for two seconds.
2: Pollard in
0: two seconds for Olave.
1: Gotcha.
2: All right. So which we also right. have a ton of 25 seconds that we could try to lump in if he asked for a second second. Yeah. 2025 20, is where we, uh, where we clean up on this thing, uh, this draft thing.
0: Um all right. I'm gonna I'm also going to message him and let him know that we sent the counter. And um Drew, do you still have that that quarterback trade in your in your inbox?
2: I do. I've been sitting on it all day trying to figure out if I wanna this is uh what I sent originally. This comes out of uh last week talking with Bill about where we see you know CJ Stroud at this point and Joe Burrow and You know, of course, Burrow had a a great game, thanks to T. Higgins. I don't know that it was – or not T. Higgins, to uh, Jamar Chase. So um, his stat line certainly looks better with three touchdowns on the board. Um, So uh, my original offer was Burrow for um, Stroud in two seconds back. And uh, my trade partner here said it was close and thought he might counter, but uh, went through the weekend, let Burrow play. And then this morning I woke up to the exact same trade back in my inbox. And I'm uh, I'm a little bit stuck on if I want to just go with what I originally thought I, I wanted or if there's enough after this weekend here to try to maybe move a little bit a little bit higher on the, the pick chart after consulting with you guys.
1: Yeah, it's uh, that's a tough one, right? because like I mean it's dynasty you don't want to let one game, change your viewpoint but it it always feels like that it does right like it's 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 amazing what one week can do because uh just people are talking about maybe Cincinnati having to shut burrow down and now it's like well man I mean he threw some incredible passes this last week and it's like oh maybe I forgot about this you know like I forgot that he's this good and I mean he had some you know he was he was bouncing around the pocket he's i mean he was kind of looking back at least you could see glimpses of healthy burrow and and so he's the name he's the safe option and does two second round picks is that enough to downgrade to the riskier asset in the hopes that he becomes Joe Burrow. Right? I mean that's essentially what you're hoping is he becomes a top yeah. 6 quarterback. Um seconds like I said, you know, like I mean seconds to me are pretty much sweeteners at this point. Like there there's always some players probably the first three or four picks of the second round. But once you get to pick 18, it feels like it's just from 18 to 30 is the same. And yeah, I mean, that was Marvin Mims this year. Yeah. So it's like, or it could be just somebody that we don't even remember, you know, (laughs) it's uh, it's just one of those things. So like, I don't know. I mean, it's like, you're giving up the safety of an elite quarterback to gain a, a few years in age, what, th- three or four years, maybe. And um, you're getting a couple sweeteners for other trades that you can make.
2: Like, Well, when you put well, it that way, Bill.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Like, I mean, yeah, like, he's trying to get the same trade of what, you know, no, the price has changed, you know, like they, right. we've, we both uh, got more information.
2: Tempted, yeah. I was very tempted to send the, the Kevin Costner gift. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was 30 seconds ago. I, you know, I, I
0: said this in our chat, I said, you know, I, I've been high on CJ Stroud since the beginning. So I looked at it and I, I sent you the, uh, the thinking face, because I could imagine getting that trade in my inbox and at least being like, hmm, "Okay, like this is interesting," but then I think at the end of it, kind of, kind of like what Bill was saying, you know, two seconds is nice, but I think in a situation like that, I think a a first needs to be attached. Yeah, um, I mean, he's he's even if that, first even place if that first in the league. Is, 112 or 114, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it's many, 112. 112. Like, you know, anything with a one in front of it always holds, you know, that value, you know. And it doesn't matter how many teams. I mean, we were talking about 14 team league in the last trade offer, and 114 oh, has one in front of it, you know, even though it's the 14th best player. Um, seconds, you're right, are, are a crapshoot, you know whether it's Marvin Mims or Josh Downs or even last year. Remember a guy named David Bell? That guy is extinct now. You know, they they can be really bad or they can be really good. I mean, we can talk about all the second rounds that we love too. So, um, you know, you're buying four years, which is nice. I mean, I think C.J. Stroud is doing really well considering that, I mean, Who is he really throwing to? I mean, we've loved Nico Collins, or I shouldn't say we, but people have loved Nico Collins since day one, but he hasn't been able to produce until C.J. Stroud got there. You know, John Mechie, you know, he's making Tank Della thing right now. Uh, Last week it was uh, Dalton Schultz's turn to become an asset in that offense. And I think a lot of that is obviously the scheme that they're running. You know, it's that San Francisco scheme, which seems to work everywhere no matter who's playing it. Um, But I think a lot of that is also C.J. Stroud's talent. So imagine if this year they get, you know, a top three receiver in this class, a real kind of legitimate guy. You know what could he turn into? It's kind of like what we saw with Burrow. You know, Burrow was good year one. Then they drafted Mark Chase, and you know, here we go. Or they, you know, give T. Higgins a whole bunch of money. You know, during the off season. So um, I like it, but I, I
2: think I would want the first instead of the two seconds. Sounds good. I could go. I'll sit down it. I'm probably going to reject what's there for now. And then uh, it sounds like that deal will probably be on the table for the remainder of the week. If I wake up
1: and change my mind somewhere. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Bill, you got, you got anything in the inbox? That sounds interesting.
1: No, I tried to pepper my leagues today for Tajay Spears. Um, I think I got all oh, denials. I made some offers, some probably poor offers for Justin Jefferson, uh, I knew that was going to be fruitless just because I have Justin Jefferson and I'm not trading him just because he's injured. So, like, I was just hoping I could find, like, one one uh, paper hands in the uh, all of my leagues. Um, but no, and I can't but, blame any of them. And, so.
0: But we've all done it before. We've made some, you know, maybe not as equitable trades that were like, this person's probably going to say no then all of a sudden you get the accepted and you're like, oh, okay, you know, it's kind of like a little little Christmas present, you know, under the tree. You're like, hey, look at that. Didn't expect to get this bike for Christmas. And that bike is, you know, Justin Jefferson. So I get it. Um, before I go into another trade I have in my inbox, I, I want to kind of uh, merge the, uh, the question we got um, in the tweet that we sent out today. From our, our boy J Money Jarrett, we all play in multiple leagues with him. And, and his question was, what are you doing in this environment in Dynasty where things turn on a dime? For example, people saying Puka's done after Cup makes a few catches, for example. And this kind of streamlines uh into a trade I, I uh I received. So trade addicts two, another league that I am uh rebuilding in and Actually doing it the right way because I, I currently uh, would hold the number one overall pick if the uh, the draft were to happen today. Um, trying to get rid of James Cook. Not because I don't think he's good, but because he's a running back on a team that I, I don't like running backs and I'm rebuilding. Um, and also, uh, this is a trade addicts league. You only got to start one of those guys if you want to. So, why, um, why do I want to have him? So, I sent sent my boy Justin Mercer from the Coast Coast Podcast an offer of James Cook and a vaunted fourth round rookie pick for Luke Musgrave and a second. Uh, Justin, I believe, is like a top four team right now. So that second would probably be late. But, you know, I'll get on the Luke Musgrave train a little bit early in a league where you have 1.75 tight end premium. And he switched it on me. He gave me a little okey-doke. He said, well, keep your James Cook, which I was like, okay. And then he sent me Greg Dolchich, Luke Musgrave, and that second for one Puka Nakua, and that that's how it uh, how it weaves itself together with Jay Money's question. I have a lot of personal thoughts on um, on this, but I don't want to influence either one of you, so. Drew, why don't you start first? What What do you think about that deal? Two tight ends and a second round pick for Puka Nakua.
2: Uh, yeah. Bill and I talked last week. I, I got an offer in our class this week for Puka uh, mm. of a, a late first that I, I turned down last week before Cup came back, mm-hmm. and you know now that Cup is back, it looks like you know the world is kind of getting back to right again. Um, but, uh, I, I still think I, I would rather have Puka in that scenario. All right. So we got,
0: we got one vote for Puka. What about you, Bill? Do you, do you like the
1: tight ends and the pick or do you like Puka? Nakua? I mean, I like Puka. I'm not sure Puka's ever going to be like the, um, what he looks like the first month. Um, I mean, you have the 1.75 and trade addicts, uh, Musgrave looks like he's starting to get some, earn some targets. Um, you know, you kind of split up an asset that you got probably cheaply, um, into three, um, that can help you, especially in a, a major rebuild. Um, so I don't hate that side either. Um, I think Puka is going to be fine. I think Puka will be probably in that wide receiver two to three area for the next – for as long as Stafford and uh, uh, McVeigh are there. I am a little concerned that if Stafford retires, it's a whole different world because uh, of the way that Puka is. He's not like a super athlete, and I'm not sure he's – like the fact that Stafford can – be aggressive and throw the ball into tight spots that helps puka and i understand puka gets open but uh i get a little worried about his uh you know the expectations for him moving forward once people kind of figure out his weaknesses a little bit and so i'm fine uh taking either side to be honest i'd probably take the musgrave side just because i'm much more uh pro these rookie tight ends and Dulcich seems to be undervalued right now. So um, just because he's been injured um, and he still has some upside. So I think I'm okay taking that side and I would probably lean that side until I had Puka on my team. And then I might not.
0: So we, we got, we got one for Puka one for the package. Um, I, I respect, Mercer's hustle, I do, because um, to completely flip a James Cook trade and try to turn it into a Puka nakua trade um, is gutsy, And, and I like gutsy. But, I mean, listen, Cooper Cup, he ate last week. Six receptions for 118 yards. Well, Pupinokua had seven for 71 and a touchdown. Like, that's not something to shake a stick at. I mean, his worst game of the season was five for 72. Like, there's a large majority of wide receivers in the league. If they get us five for 72 any given week, we're like, yeah, okay, that's a good week. We'll, We'll take the, you know, the 12 points and, you know, we'll call it a day. You know, and that was his worst week. So I'm a big Puka guy. Um, I actually took in, in Scott Fishbowl. I took Puka in the last round. Um, that's how much I liked them. you know. So that's a re, That's a redraft league, you know. A lot of people say, oh, don't take the rookies. They're not going to really do anything for you. And I was like, oh, I'm going to call. Keep them around, see what happens, Right. Um, so I'm kind of like on Drew's side here. Like if I'm even thinking about trading Puka, I I need the pick to say one in front of it. Um, I like Luke Musgrave. Um, I do Greg Dulcich. He doesn't do much for me just because when it, when is that team going to get right? Like, Sean Payton was supposed to be the answer. I'm like He's really the answer. Uh, Russell Wilson, I think, has been proven he ain't really the answer. So talk about two guys that are, like, there for long periods of time based on contracts they've been given, draft capital that's been given up to get them. Um, you know, and – Cooper Cup actually has an out in his contract after next season. If the Rams decide, like, hey, we won our championship, we're not getting back there again with this current team, and they kind of tear the whole thing down, I mean, we could be watching Pukunuku as the number one, and we kind of saw what that was when he was the number one, and it was nice to see. Now, is he going to have a quarterback the caliber of Stafford? Probably not, because I'm assuming if Cup is cut or traded, that would probably signal to Matt Stafford um, that it's time to go unless he got traded somewhere as well, you know. Um, but I think, I, I think the guy's going to be all right. I mean, I'm sure, you know, I say all this now, and next week he has like two for 20, and I look like an idiot because, you know, cool ah, came back down to earth, but th- this kind of rolls into what, you know, Jay Money was saying is like dynasty is supposed to be this long-term thing, right? We're supposed to be thinking, you know, not just for this week, not just for next week, but for, you know, two years from now, three years from now, you know, that two to three year window that a lot of people talk about, but it's kind of like what we were talking about with Justin Jefferson, right? Um, everybody's sending out an offer now to see if the Justin Jefferson owner is going to panic. And I'm sure if we kind of sourced it, we would find a couple leagues where the Justin Jefferson manager panicked and gave him up for, you know, 75 or 80 cents on the dollar. You know what I mean? And it happens. Um, I also don't like trading away young receivers in um in rebuild now i would be getting a young tight end back so it's not like you know he offered me you know travis kelsey let's just say which is a bad example because that's that's still a good deal even if you're a rebuilder because you know you could probably trade travis kelsey for something else but you
2: know um yeah i think for yeah. the short term I'm, I'm keeping puka for now and then if I don't know what the odds are on cup re-injuring or having something else come up in a few weeks, you know, and then I think we know where Puka's value would go if he's the number one again for a couple of weeks, especially as you get close to the playoffs and stuff. And I think you could probably catch a team at that point that would maybe get back to closer to what Puka's value was maybe in week three or going into week four. So I'm okay holding there to see as well. Cause I don't think it goes too much lower, even if, even if he does, you know, lay an egg next week, you know, two for 23 for 30, whatever, um, there's enough to go around there. So uh, I don't know that he's somebody that I would want a uh, long, long-term on my team, unless he's just, again, like Bill said, I picked him up for nothing and he's my number six, number seven wide receiver. And I just have that luxury, but if you have that luxury, you can wait for the the deal that you want as well. So yeah. to- totally agree. So, uh
0: Mercer, whenever you listen to this, you'll probably get the the trade uh the trade denial before that. But um I, I do respect the hustle because like I said, this was originally a James Cook trade that got completely flipped on its head. Um was unexpected, but um, yeah, I think I'm I think I'm gonna hold steadfast right now and you know see see where it takes us. Um while we talk about,
1: um...
0: oh, go ahead, Bill. I was just looking
1: here. at uh, some cur- recent trades for uh, for Puka just to see if anything kind of popped up. Um, okay. And in the last week, uh, Puka in a second for JSN and a twenty-five second. Who? Uh, Puka straight up for Musgrave in a safe league. Wow. So that's what 1.75 is that what it is? It's
2: a two point premium in safe leagues.
1: Okay. Um. So, I mean, I don't think his offer is like out of line. It's just a matter of your preference, you know? For um, sure. Yeah. And I mean, that's one, one trade too. So it's not like it's uh, happening everywhere. Yeah. Oh, or yeah, no, it looks like it got reversed. <laughs> <laughs> so, Oops. Uh, yeah, it immediately went back. So um, that did not happen. Um, Puka and Durham Smythe for Tajay, Spears, and Pitts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Puka for Zacherts, a first and a second. Uh, Puka for Brian Robinson, Romeo Dubs, and Sky Moore. So, right. I mean, so it's not I'm, that, like, egregiously out of the, you know, out of like in left field or anything, it's just a matter right. of preference of players, kind of thing.
0: And I, I don't, I don't think it was a bad deal because if I thought it was terrible, I just would have rejected it. I wouldn't have even brought it up. Um, like I said, I, I had my own personal feelings about it, but I, I did want to hear, um, especially you, Bill, because I, I like hearing the opposite side. Like, what am I maybe not looking at because I have liked Puka Nakua? For a very long time, and by the way, just just so you know, you know, I make fun of fourth and fifth round picks. Now Puka Nakua five hundred two, so they, they hit sometimes. Now I'm also looking at all of the other players around Puka Nakua. That's gross. <laughs> so you can get lucky every once in a while, and you know those those are the picks you you know you brag to everyone about, I got Pooh in, in the fifth round. And, you know, you don't tell them about, you know, all the other guys that never made it that you took in the fourth and fifth round as well. But, um, yeah, so we got, we got a little bit of time, on um, on the schedule. So I threw this one in here, um, obviously did not prep for this. So it's going to be fun to put you guys on the spot i can go first if that helps you do a little bit of uh pre-game research so to speak um but but let's go through some dynasty mvps through week five obviously there's still a whole lot of season left to play but you know let's talk about some of the guys that um we've been happy to have on our teams, or maybe we uh, haven't been so happy to play against. So I'll start first, and I'm going to make it an easy one because I'm starting first. Christian McCaffrey. Now, we, we always say about Christian McCaffrey, right? He catches balls. He runs. He does everything, right? but there's always touchdowns, right? Touchdowns, we always hear, are not a
2: sticky stat.
0: Well, he has scored in 14 straight games now. They're a little bit sticky for Christian McCaffrey. And, I mean, he has just been, he's done everything that, you know, we said, you know, right? He, he catches everything. He runs. He doesn't doesn't turn the ball over he's not fumbling he doesn't drop a lot of passes i mean if you have him on your team you're probably doing really really well in whatever league whether it's redraft dynasty best ball idp campus the can camp. it doesn't matter he's probably helping your team a lot and i love it um you can't, I mean, I don't think you can trade for the guy. <laughs> I mean, unless you're willing to give up your entire team to get him um, because he's just that valuable. Um, so I don't know who wants to go next. I gave a little little speech about Christian McCaffrey. Hopefully bought you guys some time. Uh, Drew, the, the finger yeah. pointed at you, so I guess you're next.
2: Um, I, I'm going to go in the wide receiver route here and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to double dip and hopefully I don't steal whatever Bill's looking at. But uh, a guy that uh, I, that people weren't really, uh, I, there are a few folks who were touting him. We'd mentioned him earlier, uh, but I've got, I've got a couple of teams with Nico Collins on it so far. And he has been a pleasant surprise as a solid wide receiver too, for most of my, my leagues. Um, And then uh, I I had no idea what to expect this year with Devontae Adams at this point, uh, knowing he's getting older and just kind of waiting for that cliff to come as well. And he's, he's been a very helpful in a couple of leagues, Traded for him in one, one uh, league this summer, actually, uh, which felt like a a pretty big gamble at the time. But so far he's done nothing but help my team. Even uh, what was a week four when he went out for the first half, really didn't make points up and then still came back and, had a, a solid second half for me, so those are two two wide receivers that I'm excited to have on multiple rosters at this point. Yeah, love. Miko um, Collins has been a a
0: steal for um, pretty much anybody who drafted him. Um, you've you've had to sit on him for a couple of years unless you've traded uh, traded around for him. I bought, you know, as I said earlier, I really like C.J. Stroud, so I picked a receiver on the Texans and just hope I hit the right one. Unfortunately, I went with John Mechie. um, Not the right guy. But um, Nico Collins is, is becoming that guy. You know, depending on the league, he's what a wide receiver one for you right now. I mean, top 12 guy. So I mean that's probably great for a guy that, you know, where was he getting drafted, you know. Definitely double digit rounds, you know, so it's great to find a uh, a guy like that when you're when you're that late into the draft. All right, Bill. It's up to you. Fantasy, dynasty, MVP, who is it?
1: So I'm going to go with a uh a uh Probably the cheapest player of the three listed uh, in the preseason, but uh, Raheem Mostert just being a top five running back when you probably could have gotten him for third round pick uh, anytime this off season is my guess. And uh, being a, you know, there, there's a little bit of concern with HN and and things like that, but they they seem to be putting up points together and. You know, he's going to have a few more weeks without HN, So it's like uh, there's a lot of these cheap running backs that have kind of been, if you could have just not spent on running back and you end up with like Zach Moss or Kyron Williams or anybody like that. I mean, your team's doing pretty well. And now for my biased one, because it looks like Drew's getting kicked out. um, (laughs) The uh, Sam Laporta getting drafted in the second round and he's a top For tight end now and probably in Dynasty there's like I mean there's probably not a lot of player tight ends that people would trade if they have Sam Laporta like are you trading Laporta for Hawkinson like probably not even worth making that trade in most for most people so um it's if you have one or the other you just kind of keep them right so um so it's pretty much Andrews and maybe Pitts Um, if people still believe in him, but um, aside from that,
2: I'm 100% trying to send pits to get Laporta in the one league that I have him, that I have pits.
1: Yeah,
0: no, um, I think I think both of them are great. And the crazy thing about uh, Laporta is this isn't a situation where he's on a team that has no, um, no other weapons on it. I mean they kind of have the backfield duo of um of Montgomery and Gibbs. And then um they have you know Amon rossine Brown, Jamison Williams is back now, a couple other guys. So um what we'll do here is um we're going to wrap this up. Josh, um, we're just going to do one Josh to another since you you threw this in chat. Uh, rate my team, 20-man PPR team, Russ, JT, Aaron Jones, Tyree, Christian Kirk, Komet, Josh Downs. Um, and then he says he recently traded for Hill, Jones, Kirk, and traded today for Downs. All right, so let's go to this one. Um, it's all right. I mean... Russ is Russ, man. Uh JT, I think he's gonna be fine. You know, yeah, wasn't great first week back, but we didn't expect it to be Aaron Jones getting bit by that injury bug. Oh, Tyreek, great. Uh Christian Kirk is gonna be good for you. Comet, man. Nah, you know, and then Josh Downs. I mean, I think it's average at best. I think he got some holes there. So on that note, thanks to Josh. Thanks to Puff Pass Kick. Most importantly, thanks to Drew doing this from a local dining establishment. Can't say the name because we're not sponsored by them, but that's how committed he is to all y'all. He's sitting in there doing his thing. Uh, I just want to thank you. Thank Bill. Thank you guys for tuning in. Remember, you know, subscribe, rate, and review. That is always helpful. And if you want to get a hold of us at Fantasy Timeline, our handles are on the screen at Real Fantasy TL, at DR underscore PRA, and at Supaduple Flex. And we are out of here.
1: Wait.